Good morning. I'm reading from Matthew 2, 1 through 12, in RSV. In the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Judea, Bethlehem of Judea, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem asking, where is the child who has been born king of the Jews? For we observed his star at its rising and have come to pay him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was frightened and all of Jerusalem with him. And calling together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. They told him, in Bethlehem of Judea, for so it has been written by the prophet. And you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd the people of Israel. Then Herod secretly called for wise, the wise men and learned from them the exact time when the star had appeared. Then he sent them to Bethlehem saying, go and search diligently for the child. And when you have found him, bring me word so that I may also go and pay him homage. When they heard the king, they set out and there ahead of them went the star they had seen at its rising until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw that the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. On entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they knelt down and paid him homage. Then, opening their treasure chest, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their own country by another road. This is the word of the Lord. So where I come from on the, this day, yesterday, January 6th, is day of uh, rejoicing for the children is very important. This is the day when you get the big gifts. Uh, not for Christmas. For Christmas you get just a token, just a little thing, but it's for uh, the Magi King's Day, we call it when you get the big gifts. So you put your shoes uh, at the door of your house, and in the morning you can find a bicycle, you can find something big on top of your shoes. Just, yeah. So everybody and adults put their shoes out too. And not only that, but we used to put um, hay and water for the camels because they came on camels. So we had to be kind and hospitable to camels as well. Um, now, in Argentina, we did just that. In Puerto Rico, oh, my goodness, they throw the house out the window for this day. It's like the biggest celebration of the year for them. Um, different places, different cultures, but we all remember that eight days after Jesus was born, 
these men who had come from the Far East uh, arrived, arrived. They may be called Magi, they may be called wise men, like the version of scripture we just heard. Um, they were really uh, astronomers, they were uh, wise, they were educated men from a kingdom far east, and they had studied, they, they had this knowledge of the, the sky and the map of the sky and the map of the stars, and they knew there was going to be this bright star. We don't know, I don't know what kind of star that was. Maybe somebody studied this and no, it was, I don't know if it was a comet. I think a comet would have been really fast for them to follow, but um, I don't know anything about astronomy, so I cannot explain that to you. And I don't think it's that important. What is important though, is that these wise men followed a star guiding them into a newborn king, a newborn king. And the language of king uh, and kingdom is one that we tend to abandon because of its imperialistic implications, obviously. But that was the language of those days. That was a form of government known in those days, and that's why they uh, used this word. And Jesus was a newborn king. And usually when in, in the courts in those days, a king had a child, that was a newborn king, because eventually when the father died, that child, an adult, sometimes not so adult either, would become the new king. But Jesus was not the son of any earthly king. Jesus didn't have a kingdom that was marked by geographical uh, frontiers. Jesus was a different kind of king. Now, his real parent was a real king, and that's our God Almighty, whom we have had the privilege of knowing. This pilgrimage of the wise men was fueled by faith and wonder. Imagine, I, I mean, we all follow GPS, right? <laughs> yeah, you, you sit in the car, you set the GPS and just follow that arrow that takes you through streets and highways and, and makes you go to the place, most of the time, to the place you wanted to go. <laughs> um, Imagine what it would be like to follow a star. There are people who are really good at having an orientation uh, by looking at the sun and knowing where the sun is, if it's uh, east or west. Yes, because the sun goes east to west. Um, I'm really bad at that too. Yes, and not many things that I'm good at. Um, <laughs> but I. I think I'm good at telling you this. We also are on a pilgrimage of faith and wonder. Our lives are a pilgrimage seeking the presence of God in our midst. If there is any reason why we do this, why we go to church, why we come 
if there is any reason why we pray, if there is any reason why we seek God's guidance, why we go to spiritual directors, if there is any reason uh, for, uh, for us, for people like Pastor Bianca and myself to get into ministry and so many of you having your own ministries or ministry within this church, um, if there is any reason for that, it's not we are not here for the, the, the bread and the fishes. We are not here for the perks. We have not, I have not chosen this profession because it will make me rich. No comments, okay. Uh, I, I have not chosen this profession because I want to have power. Uh, and not because I want to be famous. Not as a matter of fact, I did not choose this profession. God chose me to do this. And God chose you to do what you do. And there's only one reason, and that is to seek the presence of God in our midst. Because if there's something we're going to gain from this journey, is the feeling and the understanding that God is real. And God moves among us somehow. So the wise men brought gifts to the newborn king. They brought gifts. And likewise, in our pilgrimage, we bring gifts. Yes. It's not all asking, 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 and getting, getting, getting from God. We also bring gifts. Granted, gifts that he already gave to us. But our gifts, the gift of singing, or the gift of uh, public speaking, or the gift of teaching, or the gift of understanding other people, or the gift of art, or the gift of being hospitable and welcoming people, whatever your gift or gifts are, you have them to give to God the same way this wise man brought gifts to Jesus. They brought gold, which is a symbol of power. They brought frankincense, which is a symbol of... Uh, okay, I don't remember. What is it? Oh, well. And myrrh, which is a symbol of healing. It was an herb used in healing. What is frankincense? It's a nice perfume. I think it is spirituality. I think it's a symbol of spirituality. That's a problem when you don't write your sermons. <laughs> Bianca here is Googling. Are you Googling it? Okay, thank you. They brought those gifts, gifts that represented what Jesus, this newborn king, was going to be all about in those days, in that place, and from there to the world, and to us, and to us today. But as they walked, and they came close to the end of their journey, they found Herod, the king. And when they 
said to him they were looking for a newborn king. You can imagine if you are a, an established king and you're told that there is a newborn king around and people from the Far East are coming to pay homage to, uh, to him. Uh, that must be a little threatening, I suppose. And that's the way Herod felt. Herod in this story, in my opinion, represents uh, a distraction. The distraction that the world offers. What is it? Did you find? Yeah? The deity of Jesus. Yeah, it's related to spiritual things. Thank you. That's Frankenstein. Frankenstein. <laughs> Frankenstein's. I'm a little off today. <laughs> um, so in our journey to find God in our midst, we also find distractions from the world, many distractions, things that tell us, now don't go there, just go. When God said clearly to you, go this way because this is where you're going to find me, Ah, sometimes we think we have a better idea and we go somewhere else, right? Because the lights are brighter, because the music is uh, louder, because whatever reason, we go another way. Distractions. So my advice to all of us, starting with me, is keep focused and discern. Keep focus and discern. This is good advice for a beginning of the year. I should have sat here and told this to Kenny. Be focused and discern. Discern God's presence. Discern God's voice among the many voices in our society. Discern when your social media friends are taking you to a, a, a down path of something not good for you. Discern. Discern your anger, and sometimes your anger may be righteous anger, but sometimes your anger can be misled and take you to a place of no return where you will find nothing good. Discern. Discern the distractions. When we talk about discernment, not only we have to discern the spirit of God in things, but we also need to discern, discern good things and bad things in the world. Yeah. Discernment goes all around and it's very deep and encompassing. We need it for everything. For everything. We need to discern intentions. We need to discern uh, appearances. We need to see what is behind everything in the world. And not just because we live in 2024 now and, uh, and life has become complicated and we don't know who is who anymore, but, but because, because this is wisdom coming from a very ancient book that is telling us that the gift of discernment is really important. So pray for that discernment to come to your life. And finally... The three wise men found Christ, the Christ child. And the Christ child, in this encounter of the men from the Far East, who were probably Zoroastrian, Zoroastrian uh, in their religious practice, and came to pay homage to the 
the child of the God we know and, and worship. This encounter represents the fact that God is a God for all nations. God is a God for all. God is not the God of the Western world. God is not the God of the American people. God is not the God of uh, certain kind of religion or certain kind of practices or certain kind of worship experience. God is the God of all. And this child born in that remote place, in that poor place, in that forsaken place, is the king of the universe. It's not just our God. It's the God of all of us. There is only one God. And by whatever name and whatever means, God is worshipped anywhere in the world. People are worshipping the true God. The only God. So let us seek for the transformative power and the transformative presence of the newborn king in our own lives. Let that be a resolution. Another resolution. I think last week I gave you another advice, but this week is let's make this other resolution to seek that presence in our lives in 2024. And may God bless us all.